Well, good morning, dumpsters, and welcome to Music to Go to the Dump Eye here on the stations of Radio Vermont, WDEV, FM, and AM. Yours truly, Jack Dunham, along with you, and of course, Farmer Dave. <laughs> You're not out uh, hunting this morning. How come? I stopped hunting years ago. Oh. Um, I, I went up one time up to George Woodridge Farm, and I, it was during bow and arrow season, and I set myself up a blind, and I, I sat there for several hours. And I stood up and turned around, and there was two doe about 10 feet behind me wondering, what's he doing here? Uh, I haven't been in the woods since. <laughs> it's a big weekend. This is the opening day of the hunting season. I'm sure all of the hunters out there realize that. And, and they were probably saying to yourself, why are you listening to this program at 9 o'clock in the morning? We've been out in the woods. We're not going to play WDEV while I'm trying to get this buck this morning. So what do you think? Anybody out there listening this morning? <clears throat> Well, nope. I guess not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we think there are a few of you out there. And in honor of a tradition here on WDEB, from time to time throughout the morning hours, we're going to play some hunting music. We'll get underway in just a moment. Also, we're going to have a special visitor joining us this morning. He says that he is a fan of the Dump Show. We'll find out because he's a Vermont author. Many of you may know Stephen Russell Payne. He's had a number of books over uh, released over the years, uh, and uh, he's got a brand new one out called You Were Always There. It's a novel. It's a good one. We'll find out what that's all about and find out if he really is a dumpster because dumpsters are special people. Don't you agree, Farmer Dave? No, we're, we're special all there's right. Something, there's something special about people who would listen to this show for an hour or so. We get to ride on the little bus. Yeah, the yes. little bus. And yeah. For all of you manly, manly hunting men out there, let's begin with our program this morning. And is it to go to the dump pile. We're mighty manly hunting men, all American males. Once a year we leave our homes to hit the hunting trail. We pack up the pickup with guns and pork and beans. Lots of toilet paper and girly magazines. We hit the ruts in four-wheel drive, then we crack a beer. By the time we get to camp, we're into crawler gear. We sit around the campfire, run and sniff each other. Put on our hunting shirts, 
grab a can of deers and give a couple squirts. Through the savage wilderness we move without a sound. Finally up ahead we see our favorite hunting ground. We all grab an empty post on Mahogany Ridge. Right next to that jukebox, the peanuts and fridge. Old swamp bucks all gather round, snorting shots and beers. Watching all those bucks in rock chase two-legged deer. Hunting is a manly thing, girls don't understand. We're the men, the hunters, the masters of the land. We post, we post, we lie a lot and drink a lot of beer. We belt, we stink, we bond, we drink and always get a deer. Well, some would say that's an awful picture you're pointing and picturing this morning of uh, what a deer hunter is all about. We're just having some fun here, amusing to go to the dump. But you don't know any hunters like that, Farmer Dave? There's a lot of hunters <laughs> like that, Jack. That song is not, not that far-fetched. Yeah, that's, that song's been around for a while. That's from our friends up there, they would say Minnesota, uh, the Dayubers, and uh, the Mighty Manly Hunting Men. I got a niece that lives out there in Minnesota, and she talks that way, too. She does. She <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. Yeah. So we'll be here until about 9 o'clock. In just a few moments, we're going to welcome in uh, Russell Stephen Payne. He's got a new novel out. We'll find out about that in just a moment. But, you know, we've got to have a, a fair amount of hunting songs this morning for all of the hunters out there. So we thought we'd sneak in one more before we invite. Uh, this is a, a classic uh, that's been around a long, long time. I think many of you remember this. And we play it to you with love. I always will remember, t'was a year ago November, I went out to hunt some deer on a morning bright and clear. I went and shot the maximum the game laws would allow, two game wardens, seven hunters, and a cow. I was in no to trifle, I took down my trusty rifle and went out to stalk my prey. What a haul I made that day. I tied them to my fender and I drove them home somehow. Two game wardens, seven hunters, and a cow. The law was very firm. It took away my permits. The worst punishment I ever endured. It turned out there was a reason. Cows were out of season and one of the hunters wasn't insured people ask me how i do it and i say there's nothing to it you just stand there looking cute and when something moves you shoot and there's 10 stuffed heads in my trophy room right now two game wardens seven hunters and a purebred guernsey cow <laughs> That is Tom Lehrer with that classic here on WDEV, uh, the hunting song they call it, here on WDEV, FM and AM. Jack Donovan along with you, Farmer Dave, and would you welcome, please, he says he listens to The Dump Show and has for years. Is that true, Stephen Russell Payne? <laughs> well, good morning. Um, it's such an honor to be here. Oh, you love Partic- that, Farmer Dave. Huh? Honor. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. Per- Particularly on uh, the uh, yeah. hunting weekend show. Yeah. I mean, this is probably the pinnacle of my literary career right now. Well, you had a fellow uh, author who knew you were coming on the show today. And what did he say to you? 
Well, he was frowning at me and said something to the effect of, yeah. you aren't really going, going to appear on that show, are you? And I, I said, I just, I couldn't wait. So I'm glad to be here. Well, we had a nice visit last time you were here, and I think that was for your a novel, The Ties That Bind. Is that correct when you came in? I can't remember because you've been here a number of times over the years. Yeah, I, I think that was actually yeah. my short story yeah. collection. Yeah, Vermont uh, short stories, yeah. yeah. That, that was close to Christmas when I brought a box of chocolates, which Ken grabbed a hold of and didn't let go of the right. whole show. Yeah, he does that often. Uh, my <laughs> wife bakes some goods uh, for the has done that for a number of years for the show, and he manages to uh, go right through about a half of uh, of what she has made for us during the show while he's doing the show. So no big uh, surprise there. I, I see you didn't bring in a box of chocolates for diabetic Dave, oh, did you? <laughs> I, I forgot. It's okay. So in a nutshell, tell us a little bit about what the book is, and we'll find out about more as we move along throughout the morning. Well, this new novel is, is called You Were Always There. It's a coming-of-age love story set around Caspian Lake in the 1970s. And uh, it's a pretty intense story. Um, the early reviews and, and reaction as I've been touring has been really terrific. Um, the, the basis of the story is it's about a uh, farm kid named Luke Sims who recently graduated from high school, and he's working for the local sawmill, and he delivers for them, and he also takes care of his quite ill mother in a dilapidated farmhouse out on the uh, outskirts of town. And one Saturday morning, just like today, he's delivering a load of posts and beams to a pretty fancy lake house that's being built on the shore of Caspian Lake, which is quite controversial because... Um, this gentleman, uh, Judge John Clemens, a very powerful federal judge, is building it. Um, he really wants to get away from Washington, where a lot of the anti-war, anti-Vietnam uh, protests are going on. And when Luke arrives at the site, um, driving through the mud, sitting on the warm hood of a red 67 Mustang convertible, is a beautiful blonde uh, <laughs> young woman named Sarah, who turns out to be the judge's um, daughter. And uh, Luke gets hopelessly stuck with his truck right in front of Sarah, and neither of their lives are ever the same pretty much from that moment on. Yeah. You, there's a lot of touchstones in here. If you're a Vermonter, you'll love this. But if you, if, uh, particularly if you've been here for a while, you know, a native Vermonter or been here for any length of time, You'll enjoy some of the touchstones that uh, he puts in this book, and we'll tell you about more about that as we move along throughout the morning. It's always nice to have you. You've been here two or three times on the dump show, and I guess with Mike Smith when he was doing the the early morning show there. The yes, well, I, I always enjoy. I really, I think DEV is is just tremendous, and as I mentioned earlier, I go way back with uh, the dump show. It's kind of scary. <laughs> Your dad turned you on to it, huh? Yeah, I was telling you, yeah. I grew up in St. Johnsbury, yeah. and on the way to the dump in my dad's pickup when I was a kid, he would drive up over Dole Hill to Danville, way out of the way to the dump, because that's where we could pick up DEV. Yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think it was the old squire yeah. who, who was doing the show back then. It was short, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, and we'd pull off the side with all our junk in the truck, and listen to the whole show before we went to the dump. It was great. Yeah, it was 15 minutes, and then it was a half hour, and then it was 45, and then it was an hour, and then it was Jack, 
We don't worry about the news at the top of the hour. You can keep that out on the next hour. We'll just <laughs> run over a little bit. That'll be 10.30. Remember Farmer Dave? I think we did the 10.30 show one we, Yes. Yes, we did. <sighs> but reminiscing, like you do with this book, too, taking us back to the 70s, we're going to take you back a few years prior to that. Ever watch the Andy Griffith show? Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, in fact, it's, it's, on, it's been on TV ever since that it, it premiered in the 60s. And you can find it on TV Land or some of the other uh, cable channels. Still running every night in the evening. And uh, so we'd like to reminisce here and use it to go to the dump dive from, from time to time. Take you back to the Andy Griffith show. Why it was so important to so many people. Dumpsters understand that, that's for sure. It's sure depressing Well this world is in a mess And it don't get better Terrorism's in fashion And making love can kill you Oh but I have found a better place to go We're all living in the shadow of the bomb Tuned in to the lifestyles of the rich and greedy Oh, but meanwhile, back in Mayberry, no one says the F word. Thank God for the reruns on the Andy Griffith Show. And she's letting Otis out of jail. Gomer's helping Goober drive the nail. Oh, and Barney's looking for his bullet. You better watch out for your toes I wish life was like The Andy Griffith Show Now they're dealing in souls On the airways All them false prophets Trying to make a boat But old Floyd the barber He just goes on trimming hair And we ain't heard the last Of Ernest T. Bash, you know on the Andy Griffith Show Ain't bees cooking lamb and turnip greens Everyone dance while the darlings pick and sing Yeah, and old bees digging worms To go fishing, don't you know I wish life was like the Andy Griffith Show Told Juanita to call Helen Crump Then round up Clara and Emmett and Howard Spray There's a town meeting down in Andy's office Barney's gonna try to take us all back in time To the Andy Griffith Show The biggest hassle there was making moonshine they sat swinging on the porch with an easy mind When maybe it wasn't real But when this old world blows I hope I end up on the ending with this show I wish life was like the ending with this show The Andy Griffith Show, uh, taking us back to the 60s. It's still on today. Uh, 
What do you think, fellas? You remember those days with the Andy yes. Griffith show? Yes, I do. Yeah. There's some magic moments there, that's for sure, and they're still on to this day. We've got a couple of messages to pass along, and we'll be back with you in just a few moments with music to go to the dump by here on WDEV FM and AM. Did you know that Radio Vermont Group Digital Services can create videos including drone footage? We've even won awards for our videos. If you'd like to learn more and see examples of our work, go to rvgdigital.com. Radio Vermont Group, we're more than just radio. 9.20 of the time here on WDEV, and uh, on the line with us, we have Lisa, one of our, I don't know if she, do you, Lisa, do you listen to the dump show often, or are you just calling in to complain? This I morning? have been a dumpster for <laughs> years. <laughs> a dumpster for years. Where are you calling in from this morning? Plainfield. Plainfield. Okay, so you had a comment on the uh, manly hunting men that we played earlier this morning by the Youpers? Y- yes, I, yes, I love that song. I love the Youpers. But I just, I... I hate to be a party pooper, but I had to correct you guys because you said the Youpers are from Minnesota. Oh, okay. And they're not. They're from they're they're from Michigan, and Youpers comes from UP, the Upper Peninsula, the, U, the wow. UP. So they call them Youpers. Gosh, I guess we'll never make so that I, mistake. I'm sorry, but yeah, they're from they're from Michigan, not Minnesota. <laughs> This. I like the way you pronounce Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, that's great. Minnesota. Well, you got that right on the money this morning, Minnesota. Well, thank you for calling yeah. here, and uh, keep listening okay, to music. Well, we have two or three okay, more listeners from time thank to time. Yeah, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there's Lisa from Plainfield calling in this morning, correcting us. I huh. told you people were listening, Jack. We, you didn't think so, but I'm telling you, they're <laughs> listening, and they've got phones, and we're probably in trouble. We often correct ourselves from time to time on music to go to the dump. We have another phone call here, but let us get to some <laughs> some music next. Before I get to that, and uh, on the opening day of hunting season, it's always celebrated here on WDEV FM and AM. Well, from time to time, I guess apparently this is not working this morning. Technology is a wonderful the, thing yeah, when it technology works. Technology does. Yeah, that's a wonderful thing when it works. So it's not working this morning, that's for sure. Well, that's because there's no technology in that room, Jack. Yeah, I know that. That's for sure. Give me a few minutes here. I'll get things corrected while I'm uh, trying to rectify this situation. Oh, that's not going to work. Let's try this one over here. <clears throat> Was that you or me? Let's go to the phones. Find out what's happening on the phones this morning. It's a All right. live radio. Nothing like it. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, Jack. I could come in and run on that little treadmill if the if the gerbil's gotten tired. <laughs> oh my lord! Good morning. I'm going live on the air this morning. And who's calling in? Good morning. Good morning. I'm calling. I'm calling from Barry. Yeah. And uh, the Connecting Hope um, Enterprise is having a winter warm-up giveaway of all kinds of winter clothes and boots. And uh, we're at the Elks Club in Barry. Okay. Could that be announced? It's not cold. It's not raining right now. <laughs> yeah, well, boy, it was pouring when I came in this morning. It sure was. So at the Elks Club in Barrie, yeah? Yes, right behind the Aldrich Library. Yep. And we're here until 12 o'clock. We have uh, a meal uh, for them to take home. We have uh, there's toys for the kids. There's some food inside. So we just would like to help as many people as we can get ready for winter. Very good. That's a nice thing that you're doing, and we'll pass that along from time to time throughout okay. the morning. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, Thank you very much. You're welcome. This is what happens when you go live on on uh, radio, that's for sure. 
That's what happens when a CD player doesn't work, Jack, isn't yeah, it? We've been having a lot of problems with this. Uh, you know, we still have the Wallensack version here that was uh, out in, the, in 1952, I think. It was. We still have them in the studio here. And I can't get either one of them. To hey, work. if we need to fill some time here, yep. why don't I give my concession oh, speech? Oh, that's right. Yeah, your concession now, speech. I, I know what you're thinking. Why didn't I give it? The night of the election. Well, because they only let me come in on Saturdays. It's not that I'm a denier of the election because I know what happened happened. And the reason it happened is because, well, I myself voted for Phil Scott. I <laughs> always have. I knew you did. I will not write Farmer Dave in. I come in and I poke fun at him. But it's, yeah. I take that voting stuff real serious. And, Phil, congratulations. You won. And once again, well, they all handed me my backside. They handed you your backside. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with that. So, not running again, huh? Well, not for. <laughs> Although, you know, it's it's. I, I said I was going to run for governor. I was going to run for Congress. I was going to run for Senate. And then I even threw in maybe the presidents. But it's, it's like this stuff has gone on long enough. And I want to thank all the folks out there that have gone down and taken their lawn signs down. Most of them are down. I see a couple down by the roundabout and. Uh, you, sir, know who you are, and you need to get down there and take your trash off the lawn. But, uh, Public service announcement this morning on WDEV go. by yep. Farmer Dave. Because if you don't, I'm just going to go down and pull them signs and put them on my lawn, which basically says no trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the hunting songs on DEV FM and AM. Magazine. 
I turned to page 32 and look at what I found. Them gals wear clothes that we ain't seen beneath them gingham gowns. Oh, don't go hunting with your chase, but I'm chasing women. So put them hounds back in the pens and quit your silly grinning. All the moon is right and I'm half tight. Life is just beginning. I won't go hunting with you, Jake, but I'll go chasing women. That's another classic over the years. Uh, anybody want to guess who that was? <clears throat> Farmer Dave? Yeah. I know who that is, but I can't. The name is he doesn't not coming come. to me. How about you, Stephen? Is that Bob Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you can oh, understand not, the words. Oh, that's not Bob Dylan, for crying out loud. That's Jimmy Dean, the guy Sausage King. Remember him? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yeah. I had one of his breakfast burritos this morning Bob before he came in, as a matter of fact. Uh-huh. On the line with us, we have a fan of yours, uh, Stephen. Pam is calling in. Morning, Pam. How are you? Great. Good morning, guys. Um, Stephen, I'm originally from Maine, moved here to Vermont about 44 years ago, and heard you on another DEV program. So, well, that sounds interesting, so I picked (laughs) it up. I loved all the references to people and places in both your Maine books and also your Vermont books. Um, Really brings the story home a little bit. So I just wanted to say I really enjoyed them. Well, and I hope you're going to play you. Rusty's Talk with the Deer, too. So, <laughs> How did you know I had that lined up to play at some point? I was hoping. I was afraid I missed it. <laughs> yeah, that, that talk about classics. That has been, you know, he's been gone for more than 40 years now. He passed away in 1982, and I forgot how much prior to that he recorded this, but it is a classic. Yeah, we'll get to that, uh, Pam, as we move along through the, in the next half hour, that's for sure. Which of the books that, that, that you had uh, of his did you read? That uh... um, I read his most recent one. Yeah. And, you know, and, it, and living here in Waterbury, I'm like, and having a lot to do up and down in Lamoille County, I'm like, yeah. I know that, I know that, I know that. Um, and then being from Maine, um, <clears throat> I read the, the Cliff stories, Stephen. Yeah, Cliff Walking and the sequel, Life on a Cliff. That, I haven't read the sequel yet. I'm a little afraid to. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you made it through this for, new book, stuck. you'll be okay. Okay, good. All right, well, I'll go out and get that one. Yeah, there's one. I really, I really enjoy the references, the local references. The story's very good, and the local references make it even more fun. You know, Pam, I found out uh, the same thing. He was mentioning places like uh, Willie's Store in Greensboro and uh, yeah. Caspian Lake and. Uh, uh, our old friend uh, Rick uh, Norcross, you mentioned him and his band. They've been so popular for the past 40 years. The uh, Nashville, that, uh, uh, Rick Norcross and the uh, and his band there, and uh, Raoul's Barn where they were playing. I mean, all of these places oh, are yeah. still here. Yeah. Well, and and I also had cousins who were over in Vietnam, and you yeah. know the the stories they they match up. So. So nice job. Nice job, all three of you, this morning. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Pam. Appreciate it. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Stephen, where can they get the book, by the way? We've been talking about it, but I haven't told people where they can get it. Yeah, the, the book's available pretty much nationwide through any bookstore. Um, it's also on Kindle and Nook and, you know, those sorts of electronic books. Uh, locally, you can get it right next door here at Bridgeside Books. And another place, I'm actually going to be doing an event is Bear Pond in Stowe, right in the middle of Stowe, wonderful bookstore. I'm doing a meet and greet and signing Saturday, December 10th. Um, I think it's from 
10 or 11 to 2, that sort of thing. Jen, who owns that store, has had me in uh, many times, and I always enjoy uh, meeting people there. But the book's available pretty much uh, anywhere you want to get it. We always love when people um, go to local bookstores, but if you can't do that, uh, you can get it online pretty much anywhere. You also very much love these meet and greets, don't you? I really do. I've been doing them for a long time now, and wherever we go, there's just you know really interesting people. In fact, um, I mentioned uh, earlier that I was uh, in Portland, Maine, at Sherman's Books doing a signing a few years ago, and this gentleman came in who was vacationing in Maine from the middle Midwest, and um, he uh, came up to me and he said, "You know why I came in today?" And I said, "Not really." And he said, I heard you on the dump show. <laughs> and I, you know, kind of yeah. did a, a double take. And I said, on DEV? And he said, well, isn't there only one dump show in, in, in America? And I said, I think so. And uh, he'd been sent one of my books by his daughter who lived in Maine. Uh, the, that particular book was set in Maine. And um, she had gotten him to start listening to the dump show and happened to hear me on it. So... Uh, I will say the lady behind him, who I think was from Park Avenue, uh, was looking at the two of us talking about the dump show like we'd both lost our minds. But So you guys are internationally Yeah, known. sure, sure we are. Well, Farmer Davis always said that, right? It's yes. true. Yeah. It is the best hour in radio. <laughs> it is. All right, whatever you say, Farmer Dave. I'm talking about the music, Jack. Yeah, I know. Okay, fine. Yeah. Speaking of music, uh, we, we're sprinkling in a few non-hunting songs today because some folks, they, there are some folks out there who want to hear hunting songs one after another. So we throw in some other stuff as well. This one here we've had requests from ever since. This guy is 89. He'll soon be 90. And in the last, I would say, five to ten years, he's always been writing the songs about mortality. You know, will I be here tomorrow? Uh, all of that sort of stuff. He's going out now and <laughs> says, I don't go to funerals. Who are we speaking of? Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson here on Music to Go to the Dump Line. He don't go to funerals and he ain't going to go to his. Yeah, that's for no. sure. I don't go to funerals. I won't be at mud. I'll be somewhere looking back at loved ones left behind. My life has been a wonder. And I found my place in time But I don't go to funerals And I won't be at mine I'll be somewhere singing songs With all those friends of mine Life is great But I can't wait To make our memories rhyme And those who've gone before me Will save my place in life I don't go to funerals Party when it comes my time. Me and Wayland 
John and Chris and our sweetheart Patsy Klein. Merle and Grady and Freddie Powers and all those pals of mine. But I don't go to funerals and I won't be at mine. Somewhere I hear angel voices singing in the wind. Saying how it won't be long till time to fly again. Life is sweet and love is good and we have had a good time. But I don't go to funerals and I won't be in mine. And it's uh, Willie Nelson from his latest recording uh, a few months back called A Beautiful Time. And as part of that, I don't go to funerals. What do you think of that one, fellas? Huh? You Willie Nelson fans over there? I, sure. I am a Willie Nelson fan, but I agree with him. I probably won't go to my funeral either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The guest of honor could not make it. And and if I do, I'm, I'm, I have two choices. I'm, I'm thinking of either being cremated and shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Or I want to be cremated and put into a load of manure and spread out in a field. And you'll know where I landed because I will be the place where the grass don't grow. <laughs> Farmer Dave, what's going to happen to him in just a few years? Well, yeah. yeah well, yeah. <laughs> Probably sooner I mean, than later, Jack. Yeah, okay, but, you fine. know. Uh, Stephen, have you ever heard the interview with a deer, with Rusty? Uh, I, with Rusty DeWeese? No, Rusty Parker. Oh, Parker. No, I don't okay. think I have. All right, we're going to fill Pam's request, and I'm sure there are many others out there for that. You are in for a treat, the young man. Interview with the deer following this message on music to go to the dump by. Nope, that's not the one right over here. Right here you go, Jack. In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today, hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. Usually on our deer hunters' first day of deer hunting program, we interview a game warden or maybe a hunter. This morning we have a better number to call. It was given to us. This works now. We don't always get the number we dial. Actually, it's a pay station out in the wilderness alongside the interstate. Hello? Hello? Oh, whoops. Wait for it to ring. Hello? Hello. Uh, we were calling. We were given this number to call a deer. Are, are you a deer? Yeah, I'm a deer. And you... Well, and you, you're a person? You answer the... T that's right. I'm a person. I, I want to say right off that I appreciate the fellow that gave me this number to call. Um, well, I don't appreciate it. I was just trying to get some sleep here. i got a big day ahead of me. You know? that's, that's right. You're supposed to be up early this morning. I hope you right. realize that. Um, a lot I know of the, what you're doing up there. A lot of the deer we see are roaming along the interstate. Uh, what is it about the interstate highways that fascinate deer anyway? Well, they love the exits. They love the signs. The signs? I think the signs. They love the, the beauty of the interstate. They love the hard pavement with their hooves, our hooves, <laughs> right on the pavement. Yeah, yeah. You can hear me on the booth here mm -hmm. with our, my hoof. Listen, hear that? That's my hoof on the booth. <laughs> Phone booths are like interstates. 
Uh, well, uh, we uh, want to ask Just a... like you're like a pain in the neck calling me at this hour. Well, I was told to call you at this hour that you're always up on Deer Hunter's morning at this hour of the morning. Well, I was about to get up. Uh, what about this uh, business of having a special deer season? Is it true, for instance, that if they didn't have a deer season, that there'd be too many deer and you wouldn't ever make it through the winter? You're referring to that uh, not enough food argument. That's right, not enough food to get you through the winter if we... Didn't. Well, I don't buy that, really. Um, you know, being a deer and being about seven years old, uh, I'm not too... Cr- I, I think I'd... We have a general feeling here that we'd rather take our chances on the winter than uh, take a bullet through the head or somewhere else on the body that this seems, time of year. seems very narrow of you. After all, the hunting season is a pretty important to Vermont. You must have done pretty well as far as being elusive is concerned. If you've survived seven years, uh, seven hunting seasons, how do you, how do you uh, make yourself so inconspicuous during the hunting season? Well, camouflage. Uh, camouflage is the answer. Uh, yeah, well, camouflage, you disguise yourself? Yeah, right. I think uh, the idea of camouflage, I'm not sure the dictionary meaning, but it's to make yourself appear as something else. That, uh, and uh, What do you make yourself appear? Well, I appear as a house cat. That's what, when you see me today, I'll be looking very similar to a house cat. A little bigger than an average house cat, but I can't do anything about that. Uh, how will you spend your day today? Now, this is the first day of the deer hunting season. Well, normally on a Saturday, I get up, and uh, usually this is my bowling day, but I... I'm not going bowling today. I, um, you know, I go to the lanes and someone spots me. Uh, you know, my my cat costume falls off or something or other. My camouflage. So, so I'm discovered. Feel... You know, I go up. You know, I go up and ask for a change or get my bowling shoes or something or other. And someone discovers that I'm okay. I'm a deer, and all of a sudden, blam! You know, that's it. I, I can't. I can't afford that. Of course, you can't see you over the telephone. How big a deer are you? I mean, like a six pointer, ten pointer. Yeah, somewhere in the air. I don't think I should, you know, I want to give myself away or anything, but I'm a, I'd be a pretty good catch, if you know what I mean. How? Uh, That's what my wife says. <laughs> how do you feel about hunters? Well, I don't know. I like, I don't mind hunters. I, I don't understand, you know, what they're doing. I, um, I don't understand why they're out hunting. I, I imagine well, it's a that. Sport, you see. Well, they call it a sport, but. Uh, I imagine that they all have mothers sometime or other in their lives or children or families, but I, families that they should be spending today with, as a matter of fact. I, I don't understand them. You think hunters should stay home today? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'll be with my family today. Up at the yard? Yeah. Uh, um, we have a yard, and it's where we stay, just uh, like you. One of the things that's going on today, you know, everybody goes to hunter's breakfast. Have you ever been to a hunter's breakfast? No, I've had one for lunch. Never had one for dinner. <laughs> never had one for breakfast. No, I uh, never had one for breakfast. You don't. Really. They don't go good with go good with Rice Krispies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I. Uh, you don't really do. You don't really eat hunters, do you? I've never heard of that happening. No, we don't do that. We're a little bit above the human race. Yeah. Just an occasional. Uh, <laughs> Small hunter. Uh, yeah, I someone think, leaves I, an arm in the woods or something or other. Nibble on it. What I what I really wondered is, uh, and I guess everybody listening. That's what I've been wondering, what you've been wondering about. Yeah, I was wondering where you're going to spend the day today. That's what everybody listening wants to know. Where are you going to be this morning at sunrise? Well, I. Oh no, you don't. No, no, no. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to be because. What, what is this? The radio? That's yeah, we're on the radio. Yeah. Okay, I tell. Okay, here's how it works. I tell you where I am. All your listeners, how many there are, I don't know, know how well where I am, and all of a sudden, I'm a dead deer. Oh, no, I can't believe that. 
You, you, well, sound, you sound like you'd survive. I hope you have a nice hunting season, and I appreciate you giving us your phone number. Uh, where's this pay booth located? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not telling you, but it's uh, it's in the Underhill area. In <laughs> the Underhill area? Okay. I think there's a lot of deer here. You know, you could... Uh, yeah, I will, I'll, I'll still be hard to find. I'm going to be looking like a cat. Hard to get. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for talking to us. Well, thanks for calling. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Interview with the deer, the late Rusty Parker, who we lost in uh, 1982, but he had been uh, the morning man and general manager for so much of his life here. And uh, he's actually the guy that hired me back in 1972. So I have a, a personal relationship with him. He was a great uh, great uh, guy to work for, and we, we miss him to this very day. But that's a classic piece, don't you think? Oh, it is. Yep. And I know where that phone booth is, too. Well, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know where that phone booth is. Oh, I do. All right. Back to uh, you were always there. Uh, from our author who joining us this morning, it's always a pleasure to have Steve and Russell Payne stop by because he, I think he means a lot to Vermont because a lot of his stuff is centered in particularly the last few novels. Uh, the Ties That Bind, I loved that novel when it came out because you were touched on so many uh, Vermonters and the characters in that, uh, Stephen. And this one here, all of those touchstones that I mentioned, uh, and there's so many in here that if you live here in Vermont, if you have for some time, you can relate to this book. Takes you right through it, Pete. Uh, Stephen? You know, it's interesting. A lot of events that I do, signings I've yeah. had over the years, a lot of people come up to me and they'll grill me about who a particular character is. Um, and, and I always like that because I think it means that uh, the Vermont characters that I make up, um, you know, make enough sense to them that they really feel like they're real. And, of course, growing up in the Northeast Kingdom and living in the Northwest Kingdom now, uh, I've, I've interacted with a lot of uh, old-style Vermonters over the years. Many of whom aren't around anymore. Yeah. So I, um, Howard Moser and I, who, he was a great mentor and friend. We used to talk about this a lot that one of our goals in writing Northern Vermont fiction, um, is to kind of keep some of these old characters, uh, and their idiosyncrasies going. Um, otherwise people really won't know, uh, that there were, um, folks like Jed McCaffrey, uh, who's in this new novel, who's a, a one-legged, one-eyed um, war vet who's given up working on his farm, who has a dangerous cat uh, named Claus, who maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the deer we were just hearing the from. Interview with a deer, yeah. I'm not sure. And uh, he's got a, a blind uh, sheepdog also and living um, in his dilapidated farmhouse. And, you know, the reality is he's an amalgamation of, of many uh Characters, and I think you know that's pretty much where Dave Rowell and George Woodard are all headed. Yeah. Also, a friend of ours who's uh, mentioned just slightly in the book, but has been a character for many years. We we always like to feature Vermonters on music to go to the dump by because it's a fabric of this program when you really think about it. And uh, you wrote a book about Rick Norcross, and what a book that was! If you are a Rick Norcross fan, you haven't picked up the book that Stephen wrote a few years back. You've got to do it. it it's just Fascinating character. I've yes. known him for about as long as you have, I think. Yeah, it's called Riding My Guitar. It's his biography, and, and that his story is just amazing. You know, Rick is truly one of the most creative people, I think, that ever came out of Vermont, and his story is just amazing. I was going to write a story for Vermont Life about him, yeah. and after doing some research, um, 
eating scallops at the shanty restaurant with him <laughs> several times, I realized I, I had to write a book. There was no way I was going to squeeze Rick into a short story. And he's still going. He's doing a reunion tour next summer. That's right. 2023 getting underway. Just talked with him the other day. He's so excited. He's so pumped, ready to get back out on the road again. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, there was one song over the years that uh, paints a pretty good picture of what Rick is all about and how he feels about Vermont and the characters that he's known over the years. I think this would be the one. On music to go to the Buntwide. Here's Rick Norcross. You can't make it out. You can't live it down. That's just the way things happen in this northeast kingdom town. Hills of solid granite sometimes have a crack. Things that happened long ago, they're never coming back. I'll tell you a story, and I swear that it's true, about Hardwick Academy in where dreams come true came along that year I asked a classmate to the dance I overcame my fear Harold Holcomb's funeral home was the only place in town where you could buy fresh flowers to pin upon her gown you had to call the week before to order in advance then you'd pick your corsage up and take it to the dance you can't make it up Solid granite sometimes have a crack. Things that happened long ago, they're never coming back. Downstairs, one big cooler, they kept everything inside. The dead, the flowers that they sold, and the formaldehyde. It did not matter to the dead, they have no sense of smell. But the flowers from the cooler looked like heaven, smelled like hell. Midnight by Tussie on the girls, the boys all wore Old Spice. But the flowers from the cooler, they didn't smell that nice. The overwhelming hue of rising like the tide. Wafting from corsages was all formaldehyde. You can't make it up, you can't live it down. That's just the way things happened in this Northeast Kingdom town. Hills of solid granite sometimes have a crack. Things that happened long ago, they're never coming back. You pin the corsage to her dress or tied it on her wrist. And when you danced a slow dance, it was rising like the mist. But dancing to Ray Hussey's band and holding your girl tight, everything was A-OK on that very special night. Today I go to funerals, that familiar smell is surrounding. I look into the casket, it sets my heart a-pounding. It's amazing how formaldehyde still makes me feel romance. It takes me back to junior prom and makes me want to dance. You can't make it up, you can't live it down. That's just the way things happened in this Northeast Kingdom town. Hills of solid granite. Sometimes have a crack Things that happened long ago They're never coming back <laughs> Oh my lord When he puts a uh, pen to paper You never know what he's going to come up with and That's one of his gems over the years And you can't make it up 
Rick Norcross getting ready for his 2023. Uh, I guess they call it his reunion tour. I think that's what he's called. Yeah. It. Just, that, that song actually won the American yeah, Academy well. of Western Artists Song of the Year. Yeah. Well-deserved. Just an amazing gear and really just a lovely human being. I wouldn't. I wouldn't admit it publicly. How did you get to meet him? How did that come about? Well, you know, it's funny. I had just finished um, cliff walking and sent it off, and I was uh, teaching down at the med school that day, and I went down to the waterfront. I had about a half an hour, and I sat on a bench, and I looked over, and the pickle, his his bus was sitting there, and I thought I, I knew about Rick, but I just thought the bus was kind of fascinating, and I called him up. And three hours later, after a long lunch, um, I was just hooked in. You know, he, he's such a great storyteller. Sure. And um, we spent three years uh, together. Uh, I would occasionally go home to my wife. but <laughs> <laughs> And uh, uh, we really did a ton of research, talked to, um, uh, you know, people all through the music industry that he had worked with and um, – the book was really fun when it came out. I did book events when he would um, be on tour with the Ramblers, including in Rusty Parker Park here. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I, I can tell you, you know, I, I've had more people connect with me as an author through that book um, than I ever would have believed. And uh, so Rick's been a great friend, you know, of the family also. Um, he's been up for dinner a few times. We just pop an extra turkey in the oven. And uh, we have a great time. A gentleman who visits us from time to time over the years here on Music to Go to the Dump, I always has problems from time to time. And uh, we're going to have a short visit with him this morning. I think we're getting ready to close this out, which we hate to do, don't we, Farmer Dave? Because we could stay here forever. Oh, yeah, sure. No, <laughs> we've got to stop at 10 o'clock so I we know, can do yeah. your outlaw sure. Saturday morning. All right, very good. Uh, so I thought we'd uh, spend a few moments, see what kind of problems he's up with this morning. The intrepid uh, hunter himself, ladies and gentlemen, Mort Buckbottom. All right, uh, check, check, one, two, test, test. All right, this here is Mort Buckbottom, broadcasting live and direct from the great outdoors, here on the multitudinous stations of Radio Free Vermont. Opening day of deer season is finally upon us. That high holy day for flannel-wearing, blaze-orange-worshipping, gut-pile-producing Vermonters from Shaftesbury to Craftsbury. And in the grand tradition of my late grandfather, the dearly departed Bert Buckbottom, who sadly lost his life in the autumn of 2002 to an overly aggressive and severely amorous 12-pointer in the throes of the rut, I am on the move this morning in hot pursuit of venison for the freezer and another rack of horns to mount over the barn door. Now I've packed my thermos full of coffee, light and sweet, just like my beloved wife Beulah Buckbottom back to home, my trusty odd 6 rifle, six deviled ham sandwiches, and a roll of squeezable soft shaman bathroom tissue just in case of a sudden digestive disturbance in the woods. Now, unfortunately, in my zeal to be in the woods and on the stock prior to daylight, I have uh, apparently failed to pack any actual ammunition for the aforementioned 30 6 
leaving me no choice but to revert back to the ancient hunting tactics first used by the local Native American Indian type tribesmen in generations gone by. I will be climbing the nearest tree and waiting silently and stealthily with buck knife in hand for my unsuspecting quarry to traipse unknowingly into my disingenuous trap, at which point I will immediately drop down upon my unsuspecting target and commence to stab him at whatever vital organs and or appendages may happen to present themselves for stabbing. Now, I have admittedly never harvested a buck utilizing this particular hunting technique. But if it was good enough for some feller in a loincloth, then by God, it's good enough for me, too. Okay, this is Mort Buckbottom, stag stabber extraordinaire, with another deer hunting update right here on the Station of Stature in Harold Grout's Pasture, AM 550 and FM 96 point something or other, WDEV, back to you fellas there at Redidio Central. All right, Video Central, okay. Mort Buckbottom, always a pleasure to have, <laughs> always a, has a problem from time to time, as you can hear, fellas. No ammo this time. He's a character. He's a character. Well, we're at that time. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Yeah, we are. This is where I get to ask for the forgiveness of the dumpsters for whatever (laughs) it is that we might have done today. Yeah. And uh, it gives us a week to repent. So we come back in and and we do it again next week. All right, dumpsters, it is time. Put your hand on the radio for you... For you hunters out there, it's, don't bother. Cause, and well, and, a, and you know. a reminder, you can all sing along with us as well. Yes, you can. So, so I'm assuming we're going to do Drop Kick Me Jesus. Yes, we are. Stephen, are you ready for this? Thank God the baseball season is over. Lord knows 162 games. That goes on like way too long. <laughs> Thank God for football. Thanks for having me on, fellas. It's been great. And I hope to see you at Bear Pond Stowe on December 10th. Always a pleasure. Uh, I'm going to be up here and get one of them books, cause, and I'm, I'm going to get him to autograph it for oh, me, well, too. I'm sure he will, yes. yes. That'll increase the value by two cents. <laughs> I wasn't hey, after this show, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up with the sales on them books, because it's going to take off and go. Yeah. I okay. know it will. So the next location is Stowe, the next immediate one that you'll be at. Yeah, Bear Pond Stowe, December yeah. 10th. I think it's from, like, 10 to 2. Mm-hmm. You have your other books with you as well, or...? or? Yeah, they have all my books. Okay, very good. All right, fellas, if you're ready, I'm ready. Ready. Are you ready? Drop, kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. End over and neither left nor the right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Drop, kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. Bad. Bad. Nice harmony. Make me, oh, make me, Lord, more than I am. Make me a piece in your master game plan. Sounding good, Farmer Dave. Free from the earthly tempestions below. I've got the will, Lord, if you've got the toe. All right. Drop, kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. And over and neither left nor the right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. Take all the brothers gone on before. And all of the sisters who've knocked on your door. 
All the departed dear loved ones of mine Stick them up front in the offensive line All right, here we go Drop kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life End over and neither left nor the right Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights Drop kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life One more time here Drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life And over and neither left nor the right Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights Drop kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life Oh my lord feel like I've been baptized again There you are Speaking of Rick Norcross, yeah. he was in here one day, him and Ken, and I got to sing Drop Kick Me Jesus with Rick Norcross. And I'm telling you, 21 years of coming in here, that is one of the high points of coming yeah, to that, music to go to the dump. Yeah, that was a good show, as I remember. Yes, it too. was. Yeah. Every now and then, we do have a good one. Yeah, about everything. In spite of us. In spite of us. All right, dumpsters, yeah. I want to thank you for spending an hour with us when <laughs> you could be doing god knows what else yeah. um this show heard each and every week this time on wdv in memory of buster and marie